Hello, everyone. This is Mark Guy with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to the, another session of podcast. John, are you here, sir? I am here. Oh. I am here in body and spirit. Are you ready to get your creative juices flowing and finally, you know what? Not finally, but actually reestablish, confirm, and affirm that you are a creative person and you always have been. You just needed a little a little discovery about who you are. Oh, wow. Yes, I want to do that. That sounds exciting. That's right, because last time we that have... That sounds amazing. Well, yes. Well, I'd like to be more creative, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Because creativity, like I said in the last session, creativity is such a topic that everyone can benefit from. If you're in a creative domain, if you're a creative genius, or you think you're not creative, this is a special, this is a session for you. Okay. Last time we started on imagination, on creativity, and I want to continue with it. I have some tools in my goodie bag of strategies that everyone can use and apply in their life. And welcome everyone to another session of Speak Brave Podcast. I appreciate that you're spending your time with us. Um, hopefully, this will add value to your life and you can use strategies from this session immediately, right away in your business, in your relationship. Just be a better person. Welcome. Welcome to you. And Mark, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What about those people out there that say, I'm not creative? Well, and I've heard that. I, I've been guilty of saying that myself. As time has gone on, I've realized I do have creativity. You do have creativity. Yes. yes. And I've also begun to realize I think everybody can be creative. But what do you do, first of all, with a person who tells you right flat at the beginning, creativity is not my strong suit? Okay. Well, I, I'm... I'm the person of kind of persuasion. I will honor what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I will say, okay, I will listen. I will not interrupt you. I will listen to what you say. At the same time, this is what I know for sure. Our words create our reality. And the way you talk to yourself, the way you talk about yourself mm -hmm. may become the prison that you put yourself in. Uh, well, okay? good illustration. And that's difficult to break out. That's number one. Number two is that everyone is creative. If you walk on this earth, you're creative. If you go to a job or you go to school, you are creative. If you have a relationship, you are creative. Of course, you can be more creative if that's what your partner is looking for or your, mm -hmm. or your collaborators or your team members looking for. Yes, you can be. It's Okay, let's go to the root of this question. When you or, or someone says, I'm not creative, why do they say that? Is that because they compare themselves to Steve Jobs or maybe, I don't know, um, Andy Warhol or Mozart or who do they compare yourselves to? I mean, if you get yourself into this game of competition and comparison between each other, what is going to happen? It's only going to bring you down. I agree. And I think that's an accurate description of it. I really do. I think people see creativity as attached to individuals of extraordinary giftedness and they look at themselves as not that gifted and therefore really not capable of creativity. But what they've done, I think, is they put themselves in a corner. They're thinking, I must be like that person or that person or that person. And they forget that their uniqueness and individuality is the very thing that is going to give them creativity, which is going to be their creativity based right. upon their giftedness. Right. And we can break down the process because those geniuses that we have referred to and everyone knows on this earth mm -hmm. in history is that, and then you and I, we go through the same process. We go through the same thinking process and the same creative process. It is just the people who have created the body of work, they have done it longer. 
they have done it longer and have been at it for a much longer period of time. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And you and I can take those examples and apply it to our lives. This actually comes for the quote from Elizabeth Gilbert, which I love her, you know. Uh, she wrote Big Magic and uh, Eat, Pray, Love. And she said that there are gifts that the universe have hidden the gifts inside of you. Your job is to bring them out. Whatever your gifts are. Singing, dancing, I don't know, maybe be becoming a doctor or whoever it is or a painter. You have gifts. And that's what it is. Don't compare yourself to others. Be who you are. Mm -hmm. Because when you remain in your own strength, you have a chance to bring out the gifts that are within you. And that's that's what I wanted to this stress. This is going to be an interesting subject. And I really hope the people tune in and listen and concentrate and take some of these things and write them down. That's right. Well, last time I said one of the ways that you can create uh, push through your creativity is to start a business. What do you think about that, John? Uh, and what if you're fully employed? Let's say you're working full-time for a corporation and... You're thinking, oh, I just, there's just no way mm -hmm. I have my family, I have my children, I have, uh, non I have some community, community obligations I have to go through. There's just no way I can start a business. Yeah. But I say, take a leap and start a business because that will jumpstart your creativity. What do you think about that, John? Well, I know that there was a time in my life when I thought I couldn't because for me, I thought of businesses in a specific framework. And I thought about location, time, money, those yeah. sorts of things. Yes. And obviously, we have heard people say that there's a startup cost involved. There's a startup cost, yes. You can find many books that talk about business building. And for a lot of people who are involved in multi-level marketing organizations, and there are many good ones as well as those that are not quite so you know, on the up and up. But among the ones that are good and are well-structured, that is the very premise of the point that you can create a business but what you need is you need a tool to be able to develop that process and be able to also build a team to work with you. And it's all about team building and the right kind of product. That's right. But what I want to just just shift the perception, you don't, don't have to have a lot of starting capital. Exactly. Because the way that technology has allowed us is almost everyone with a laptop and internet connection ah, or, yes. or a library card where they can or Panera Bread or whatever place they have Wi-Fi you can get online and start working you can start writing creating mm -hmm. making coding making life better for someone mm -hmm. and that's what I want to encourage listeners yeah. if you want to jumpstart your creativity start a business whatever the business is just have a laptop Maybe get a website through WordPress. And, and keep it simple. And keep it simple. Because when you start a business, what do you what kind of things you have to think about? Okay, let's just go through it. You have to create your logo, right? I mean, or some kind mm -hmm. of a yes. um, visual representation of who you are, your and brand. And it has to be unique to you. That's right. So how do you create a logo? You go online and you type in into Google and say, okay, how do I create a logo? And then you have millions of results. And mm -hmm. such results come up uh, Canva which is one website that you can create logo. And what does it do? It pushes you to think outside uh -huh. of your realm because you're thinking, okay, I want to create a logo that stands out. Boom, that's one decision. Second decision is what's the name of your business? Is it going to be just, what is it, your John, John, John Morrow, DTM? Is that your business or Mark Guy? What, what is the name of your business? Or are you going to create something more, um, more unique? So you have to make that decision. Then you have to reach out to people. And you have to reach out to them either by phone, by email, or just talking to them. And that pushes you to be creative every day. And that type of skills you can translate to other areas of life, even if your business does not succeed. 
I think I need to remind people that the term www means World Wide Web. Okay. And if it means World Wide Web, because of technology, I have access to getting the attention of millions of people. Yes. But at the same time, it's important to remember the tools that are available and cost-effective are relatively simple. It's just a matter of study, examination, and then application. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the novel way to create, to start creativity, to start your creative, to find your elusive or not so elusive creative genius. Mm -hmm. You grab it and you start a business because in the business you want it to succeed. It's your baby. Yes. And you do the best you can to make it work, even if you're fully employed. And that's, that's my takeaway from this yeah. session. Start a business, become a creative genius. Because you have to make so many new decisions on top of the existing decisions you already make in your work life okay. and in your relationship life. Well, let so, me ask you a question, yeah. though. Creativity conjures up a lot of potential thoughts and everything. Is there a way that you can possibly help us understand what creativity is or what are some of the methods whereby you can be creative? Yes, we can. Well... Creativity has a lot of different definitions, and I have a friend, uh, his name is Joe Shaw, and I think you met him before. Mm -hmm. I have met Joe. He has an interesting take on creativity. His interpretation is, creativity is giving a permission to your mind to, be, to misbehave. <laughs> now that is neat, and I've got to save that one. That's a keeper. That's a good one. I appreciate that. Um, then in my research, I come across a... a mathematical formula that describes creativity. It was developed by a mathematician at Buffalo State University. Her name is Ruth Noller. Creativity is function of attitude times knowledge times innovation times evaluation. How about that? Have you ever heard that such, such definition? That okay, that so creativity equals function of F and then little a, attitude, mm -hmm. it's a function of attitude, times knowledge, yes. imagination, and evaluation. So if you want to be creative, just make up your own definition. This is what I say. And then reach out to me on Speak Brave or Mark Guy on Facebook and let's have a conversation. What is creativity mean to you? But let's get back to some of the tools and techniques okay. we can do to nurture creativity. All right. John, have you ever heard of this tool called Yes, and. No, I can I can honestly say I have not heard. Okay. Well, what it is, it's, it's very heavily used in improv industry, in improv field in the United States and beyond. Oh, the light bulb is already going on. Okay. Yes, I think I've seen this before. You're a Toastmaster. I'm a Toastmaster. I think I was in a meeting one time. We have a segment in, table, in Toastmasters, as you know, mm -hmm. and those out there who have been involved in Toastmasters called Table Topics. Mm -hmm. And I remember that one of the members of our club, one of our distinguished Toastmasters, was the Table Topics Master. And he came up and he said, I'm going to pose to you a story in the form of a sentence. And then at the end of the sentence, after I make the statement, I'm going to add the words, Yes, and, yes, and. Yes. and so what happens is, at that point that I say yes, and, I'm going to point to someone, and you must continue the story and add your Build part upon to what you just heard. And I like that, too, because what happens is then the individual is suddenly having to 
They've got a little foundation based upon the initial opening remark by the, call it for whatever you want to, the instigator. <laughs> However, the story requires creativity. Yeah, that's right. I like that idea. Well, you know what, John? Instigators move the world. Because if you're the instigator, you don't have to wait around for someone to move you or to move something around you. You become that instigator. You become the spark. You become the mm -hmm. fire starter. I like the word instigators. Okay, John, would you like to play with me? I would. All right, let's do this. So I will make a statement, and everyone who's listening to the podcast can't play with us because we, just full disclosure, we have not rehearsed this. We don't know where this is going. Maybe it's going to not go far. Maybe it's going to go too far. <laughs> so this is going to be completely off the cuff Yeah. for maybe a minute or two. Okay? Right. So I'm going to make a statement. When I'm finished, I'm going to look at you, and you will start with yes and, and then build upon what I said. Okay. I'll go in a different direction. Once you finish, you look at me, and I will continue yes and, and I will go. Ready? Ready. Okay. John, I just came back from a vacation in Fiji, and I met a blue whale. The blue whale that actually came on shore and started talking to me. His name is Matthew, and he told me he likes chocolate milkshakes. Yes, and Matthew also said he specifically likes a particular kind of chocolate milkshake that can only be obtained in the United States of America. Actually, it can only be obtained in Winter Haven, Florida, where they actually have a place that makes milkshakes the old-fashioned way, chocolate ice cream, whole milk, and then put on a very, very special blending machine and poured fresh ice cold. The place was called Andy's Igloo. Yes, and John, now that the Matthew has learned that the only place in the world that makes the type of chocolate milkshake that he loves is in Winter Haven, Florida, he went to Google and he found out how can a blue whale come to Winter Haven, Florida. And that's the problem. Well, and that's what he learned that Winter Haven is only accessible by helicopter because there's no roads. Um, it's actually landlocked, but around it, there's this uh, creatures, we call them alligators, that don't allow anyone to enter the city. And it's only allowed, it's, and it's only you can enter by helicopter. So the blue whale. Matthew was able to call in the favor from the turtles from the ocean so they can get the pilot of the air of the helicopter and transport him to Winter Haven because he really loves the milkshake. And he also heard that Winter Haven is the only place on earth that has this type of tree, the tree that produces a special fruit that only blooms in March of every other year. Yes, and that tree produces a fruit too that actually puts out a kind of a soury, almost tart taste with just the right amount of sugar. And sugar is something, by the way, that Matthew absolutely adores, which is why he likes chocolate milkshakes, because they're so sweet and so delicious and so creamy. And all he ever lives in is salty places. And the idea that he could actually fly by helicopter into Winter Haven and fly over all of the alligators and be in the place not only where he could get that chocolate milkshake, but he could find that very, very special 
tree with that totally unique fruit and it blooms of course in the month of March every other year Matthew knew he had to get there but he realized his biggest problem was not finding a helicopter but finding a helicopter that could also carry his specially prepared tank because he realized he couldn't be out of the water for that great of a distance. And so Matthew had to find someone that had the capacity to carry his tank so that he could safely get to Winter Haven. And that was the reason why he came up on the shore and started talking to Mark. Yes, and the story has come to its eventual resolution, but I'm sure it can go on for generations. Oh, we could carry it for weeks. <laughs> Thank you, John. But I do want to say that Matthew, we do know that Matthew has written to us, and we know that he has met the love of his life, Martha, mm-hmm. under that tree in Winter Haven inside his tank when he saw her inside her tank. Yes. And the story to be continued. Well, one more thing, too. I did find out, too, that Matthew and Martha actually bought themselves a beautiful place over by SeaWorld. Yes. And uh, they met some friends named Shamu, Nanu, and Mamu. And so now he has himself a place where he can be in salt water and yet not have to worry about being able to catch a ride to Winter Haven just a few miles away. They're, they're actually living large right now. Wow. I just hope anyone who turned into the podcast in the middle of this yes and <laughs> exercise will question the sanity of this host, uh, especially of me and John. I'm sure you did fantastic, but this is what it is. When you allow yourself just to have free flow, just allow yourself suspend judgment just for a minute because judgment kills momentum. A lot of ideas will not stick. And we know that. Mm-hmm. But what you allow yourself to do is just be you. Allow that childlike imagination. Don't be childish, but be childlike. And you see the imagination because a lot of times, and I have found this to myself as being adult and growing older, we forget to dream. We forget to imagine. And we think, oh, and I get myself into this trap of this dense thinking. And I don't want to be there, John. Yeah. This is what it is. When you have this tools, yes and, what happens? What just happened? Creativity. We, we just talk for three, four minutes about this blue whale, Matthew, coming from Fiji to United States to get this chocolate, to go under the tree and then meet Martha. Mm-hmm. What just happened? I have no idea. It doesn't you, matter. It was creative. It was fun. And it has an open door to more of the same. That's right. But when you engage in a conversation, when you say, yes, but, what happens? The but makes you realize there's more there that you can do. Well, but, yes, it does realize. But But it it does cut off, right? It cuts off. It cuts you off. When you say, yes, but, you create... Oh, now, wait a minute. You create an obstacle. That's an interesting situation, but you're right. Everybody wants to say, but. Yes, but, you know, it it just kills it. It it, it becomes something that says... But what about, and then you start throwing in the doubts. That's right. Okay, very yeah. well said. You're That's right. right. That's right. So what I want to... Sh- uh, str- suspend judgment. Suspend judgment. Just suspend judgment for a moment. Mm-hmm. And create as many ideas as you possibly can. And then when it's time to zero in, then you take 
away something yeah. that cannot work. But that's why brainstorming is so great. That's right. Whatever brainstorming is for you is a mind mapping or just mm-hmm. sitting around the table. It's just throwing stuff out there and having fun and not being limited. That's right. And this is what I, I a lot of times brainstorming. The way I see it is you and I talking or mm-hmm. we're talking with other team members or other friends and other business partners and we're sitting right now at the table. Yes. And the way I see the table is like a pool of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pool yes. of information. So you add information to the pool of knowledge and you just add, 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 add. Right. And then once you've written everything down, then you take away. Something that doesn't Better work. to get everything in there and then start taking things out that just don't fit the process. But before you know it. You got yourself a nice little list there of great ideas. That's right. That's right. So that's what it is. Okay. So okay. suspend judgment. So yes and is one tool. If you say yes but, it will kill it. And when you think about creativity on demand, try to defer judgment as long as you can. Just allow you and others to contribute in the best way you can. And go for quantity. Don't go for quality. Quality will come out of quantity. Right. Don't cherry pick. Don't cherry pick just yet. And John, have you heard about this um, difference between convergent and divergent thinking in creativity? No, actually, and I've never really thought about the two terms in the same thought as far as thinking goes. Now, let me just preface it. Uh, One of the motion picture genres that I uh, enjoy, without going into a long, detailed explanation, there are dystopias. And dystopias are simply... Stories about how man tries to resolve his problems through his own ability and creating a better world. And he's thinking, okay, I found the perfect solution to the problems of this world. We will be able to create basically an almost utopian process. But in reality, even the best intentions can eventually be compromised. Yes. Because of self-seeking... And thus you have a breakdown of all that was originally a morally good idea because of selfish motives. Now, there is a series called The Divergent Series, a series of books, quite entertaining to read. And it was built around the term divergency. This individual was considered a threat to this manufactured society because unlike all these other persons who were gifted in this or gifted in this or gifted in this, so therefore they created a society composed of four different types of people, each with their role. She possessed the capacity to think in many roles. Wow. So she was a divergent, but this utopian society said, that's a threat. Now, here you are talking talking about divergent thinking and convergent thinking. Now, I can attach to convergent because convergent thinking to me, if I'm wrong, say so, isn't that really bringing together and coalescing a group of ideas, bringing together uh, a mastermind of people and friends and ideas and resources and utilizing them to create something better powerful thinking and better things but what does divergent thinking involve well divergent thinking is in context of creativity and we can look at current research in creativity and what others have done and in divergent thinking four different main ideas come and they are that the idea of fluency 
Now, what, is, what do you mean by fluency? Because fluency to me is like I'm fluent in a language okay. uh, or I'm fluent in a specific environment. What does it mean here, fluency? Fluency is ability to generate ideas. Really? Yes, oh. uh, in this context. So it's to have some type of basic or maybe uh, medium or even advanced skills in a domain, whatever the domain is, uh-huh. and fluency is ability to ideate to create ideas, to right. bring, bring cool. forth something that I haven't done before. And I think here is also this context of quantity. You bring as much as you can, and that's fluency. So that's outside the box. That's right. Good. Okay. Right. So divergent is outside of box. Convergent is make a better box. Okay. And both types of creativity are important. Oh, yes. Because we need people and ideas to build better processes from what it is. And then divergent is to create something completely different. Right. And take people's breath away. Cool. Yeah, I like sure. that. Okay. Flexibility. Mm-hmm. Flexibility is to understand the process, but also give yourself a permission and timing to step away from the process and see the process from a different point of view. Yes. And that's a skill we can work on. Yes. That's a, what, whatever you are. Are you the convergent thinker or are you the divergent thinker? And mm-hmm. divergency is being able to be fluent be ability to be flexible i really relate to the diversion you are i do i mean i feel i relate to it it tends to resonate more with my with my perception of myself understanding that i'm still a work in progress but i seem to find myself really being more on a path of divergence that's right and you are and plus you like the series called divergence so there's something some kind of resonance obviously i have a connectivity there in my my thought process very much so and i appreciate you brought this up the third item to think about in divergent thinking is to make connections yeah so when you make connections john when you live your life how do you make connections between different concepts in your life i want to know well part of that grows out of the fact that in my life as i became an adult i did learn the importance of making connections with people through reaching out to people it requires a person to have a personality that is willing to take the risk to engage and possibly make a friend by saying, hi, I'm John Morrow. I would like to meet you. Tell me, what do you do? And you begin to... So you said, take a risk and be a friend. Well, yes. That's important Mm -hmm. because that's why every time you're thinking of divergent thinking, you're taking a risk. Mm -hmm. You're taking a risk. And when there's a risk, there's a fear of failure. But failure is not so bad. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to choke you to death. It's just going to maybe... You know, push you around a little bit, but that's okay. Well, you got to keep going. A divergent person probably looks at failure as not a negative, but rather as a eliminator. It eliminates what would not work. It's right. it's the premise that would be used with you talk about uh, someone like Thomas Edison, who created thousands of ideas and made them into inventions but is only really remembered for a handful of That's inventions right. that transformed. Yeah. So for him, it was, yes, this is the idea. Will it work? Okay, that doesn't work. Good. I don't need to mess with that. Let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And they always saw the, I don't like the word failure. Failure is a bad word. It's connected to an It does something condition. to our emotions. But, it, does some, it, but it, it, it triggers something in our let's brain. Let's just say that that lab test did not render the result that was sought. Yeah. So knowing that that one will not work, let's continue to 
go from the next one to the next one till we find the one that works. So yeah, I could see this type of thinking in divergence. It's making connections. Did you know, John, that it takes on average about 3,000 ideas to bring one successfully to market? That doesn't surprise me. The longer I live, the more I begin to realize all the great ones kept doing and doing and doing until they found what they needed. That's incredible. 3,000 ideas to one that is commercially successfully viable in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. That tells us, the teaching moment, that keep going, creators go for quantity. Exactly. The quality will go in your domain. And that's what making connections all about. Mm -hmm. Not just staying in your rut, but actually going outside mm -hmm. of your comfort zone. If you are a creator, if you are a financial analyst, let's say, and you are thinking of ways to think better, connect better, what would you do? I would say take a dance lesson, take an improv class. Oh, what do I love it? Join a writer's group. Yes. Go to conferences that are in your field to stay sharp and make sure you mm -hmm. fulfill the continuing educational requirements. But go to conferences that have nothing to do with your field. Meet people who don't look like you, who don't think like you, who are not like you. Yes. And that is how you make connections. You know, the King Solomon have said in the um, ancient Hebrew wisdom literature, also referred to as the Old Testament, that there's nothing new under the sun. Everything has come from somewhere before. We build upon ideas that we have seen. Mm -hmm. And it's a synthesis, the franking, franking um, effect that I've been working on as well. And I will we'll reveal that in the future episodes as well. Is that you build upon what you have learned. You build upon the poems, the movies, the music that you have seen. And just be intentional. S make connections. Make mm -hmm. connections from unrelated field, unrelated industries to make sure that you bring something new and useful to the world. That's it. And the, the other one, the other fourth idea in divergent thinking is to seek novelty. Seek novelty in your... Yeah. Take a different route to work. Use a different hand to brush your teeth. Say hello to people you normally don't say hello to. <laughs> Respond to requests that you normally would never have. Because when you seek novelty, something in your brain triggers. Wear something new, like in your outfit. Take a risk. And those little chances that you make every day, one by one, will, will spark a divergent thinking. Those last two. Those last two. Oh, man. Yes. Mark, those last two are exciting because... Yeah. The idea of going outside of my sphere of influence or my comfort zone to associate myself and connect with people of different thought processes right. from different genres. Well, don't look like you. Don't think like you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's extraordinarily amazing. interesting and exciting because it's an educational. But I love the one on seeking novelty because, really, life can become humdrum and it mundane. Does. It does. I want to be novel. Keep going. I want to have a different Fight. outlook on things. That's right. Live at the highest resolution. And I like it because it also challenges my brain. I it, like that. That's right. And you attach yourself or you working on something worthwhile and you already have your purpose in your life but this makes your life more sweeter mm -hmm. and that's what the juices the spices there the spices oh there. boy i just i see that we have come to the end of the session i don't want to thank you for. i don't want it to come to an end i'm having too good of a time <laughs> well come back next time subscribe on itunes or on soundcloud or stitcher radio um, i'm also available for comments and discussions on social media at Speak Brave on Twitter, look for Mark Guy or LinkedIn or Facebook, whatever method you like to prefer, you prefer to contact me. And thank you for listening. Thank you for contributing because this podcast is for 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 you. It's not for me. It's it's for everyone who who just wants to do better, 
who wants to reach for more, inspire for more, because this is what life is all about. It's not being stuck in one place. Give yourself a permission to do better. And next time, we're also going to continue on this creativity train that we have started. And I would like to deep go deeper into the emotions, into the emotions of creativity. How can we work on the emotional wave and actually capture creativity and hold on and be even better? Yes. So thank you, John, and I'll see you next time.